This is The Mudroom, uncommon sense parenting classes with your parenting coach, Alana Robinson. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Mudroom, our weekly free and live uncommon sense parenting class. How's everyone today? I apologize for missing last week. It's one of the hazards of living really rurally. The power often seems to go out in the summer in particular. (laughs) And well, I have a battery backup for my laptop, my phone, and my modem, and all of that. They only last about two hours, and we were out for a solid 12. So I apologize, but you know, c'est la vie. Before we do though, allow me to introduce myself. Hi, I'm Alana Robinson. I'm a parenting coach for parents of toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners. I help you figure out why your children are misbehaving and how to fix it without yelling, shaming, or timeouts. I'm your host here on The Mudroom. I also host the Parenting Posse Facebook group. If you aren't a member, you should totally join. And I'm the creator and host of the Parentability Program, where I show you step-by-step how to determine the cause of your child's behavior and to create a plan to fix it. If you're here, say hi, let me know how you're doing. If you're watching the replay, please drop me a replay in the comments. And as always, if you enjoy these classes, don't forget to subscribe and turn your notifications on. Okay, so (laughs) our topic today is, I feel like we're having this global reckoning with the concept of punishment right now. Like the world as a whole is waking up somewhat to the idea that Maybe, just maybe, the belief that threatening people into compliance is really selling human beings short at best and causing a lot of death at worst. And I know that this is a huge scary topic, but with these calls to defund the police, and I want to be clear, I'm talking defunding the police in the sense of redistributing funds for crisis response and prevention and other jobs that are the domain of social work away from police and towards social work. I can see where our upbringings are being reflected into our societal expectations and vice versa. And though I'm sure someone is going to yell at me for being political, which for the record, I really couldn't care less about. <laughs> if you think I'm being political and you don't like it, please just do me a big old favor and unsubscribe and unfollow me. So though I'm sure someone's going to take issue with this, I want to talk about it. Because it's not shocking to me that a very large swath of society is terrified of the idea of removing the quote-unquote enforcer order or that they think that demilitarizing and defunding police will lead to anarchy. Because when you're raised with the idea that the only thing keeping you on the straight and narrow is the threat of violence towards you, shame, and loss of privilege, of course you're going to believe that stepping out of line in any way can only be rectified by threat of those things. This concept of punishments and rewards is so ingrained in us. It's probably one of the most common lines that I hear from parents who are new to Uncommon Sense Parenting. 
but they need to know that it's wrong. <laughs> and the only way that most of us seem to be able to come up with to show someone that they're wrong is to punish them. Often in extremely over-the-top ways that have nothing to do with their actual original transgression, but we know that that's not true. You've heard me repeat Dr. Ross Green's mantra of kids do well if they can. Well, it's not just kids. <laughs> People do well if they can. If they aren't, there is a reason. And a much more effective and durable solution is to figure out what is preventing them from doing well and fixing that. Punishments, whether that's a timeout or throwing someone in jail, are a band-aid. I'm not denying that this is much more difficult to do with adults, you know, on a provincial or state scale than it is to do at home with your child. But that's kind of my point here. This starts at home. Changing how we respond to our children, how we solve their problems, and how we solve our own, that is something that everyone has the power to do. That shift in thinking is the foundation of making these changes at a higher level because it's a lot harder to justify martial law when everyone believes that people do well if they can. And, you know, there's some deep misinterpretations of various religious texts that are an undertone here. I'm not going to go into that too much right now because the theology is really not my forte. But suffice to say that in North America in particular, the laws of the lands as they stand are based off of some seriously questionable interpretations of Judeo-Christian religious texts, which in general modern interpretations don't uphold. So whether you believe in God or not, whether you're religious or not, You've been religiously brainwashed to an extent since you were an infant. And the resistance to restructuring the funding of police to include social workers is seated in that. This belief that order can only be maintained if we punish those who don't follow the order and reward those that do, and that those punishments and rewards aren't influenced by any outside factors, that's seated in this. This is why it's so hard to focus on skill building and guidance. It is such a hard mindset shift. And it's why so many people are having such a hard time getting on board with this idea and will even conflict themselves. I've had two conversations now where the person I'm talking to agrees that you know social programs and schooling needs more funding but the second that you suggest that that funding might be found by demilitarizing the police, they panic. It's not even that they don't disagree or they, they don't agree. It just creates this very visceral, irrational panic in them because this concept of punishment is so ingrained. It's not even really a conscious thought and ask any parentability member. It's basically impossible to reason with someone when they're having a visceral reaction. It's impossible to reason someone out of an irrational, visceral reaction. All of this to say, if you believe that dismantling the police structure we currently have and rebuilding it to include problem-solving structures is a good idea, 
you can't in good conscience continue to use punitive methods, you know, timeouts, reward charts, and punishments like loss of privileges in your home with your children. You can't because those two things are at odds with each other. If you believe that building skills and engaging in proactive problem solving is the best way to prepare your child for adulthood, then you really cannot support the current structures of maintaining societal order as they currently stand. You can't because those two things are at odds with each other. And as we as a global society begin to have this reckoning with the idea of punishment and rewards and its failures, we need to be sitting with those times where we slip into these old ways of thinking and doing things. Because this is not going to be easy and clean, <laughs> either at home or in public. But it starts with these moments of, oh, you know, that kid bit my child at daycare. And instead of advocating that they be kicked out, advocating that the child not be kicked out and that the parents and the child receive support. It starts with teaching our kids to respond to unkindness with empathy and concern. It starts with teaching our kids to ask for their needs to be met and giving them the tools to meet their needs. Think of how many times as parents we butt up against this idea of punishing children who do wrong and rewarding, often in really over-the-top ways, children who do good. That's where this starts. That is something we all have within our control and our realm of influence. It starts with us. And as I said, it's almost impossible to reason with someone who is in having an irrational, visceral reaction that's so ingrained that it's unconscious. But we can model it. And that is way more effective. We can model it for those who are around us. So I'm going to give an example of my own son at the beginning of the last school year. He and his best friend were being bullied, often very physically and viciously. And when the teachers came to me with this information, they had like a laundry list of quote unquote actions they were taking, which was basically, this is how we're going to punish this kid. And I listened and I said to the teacher who I was on a call with, okay, well, I really don't think any of that's necessary. This child sounds stressed and like he's struggling with his social skills and particularly how to insert himself into play. I don't want you to take away his recess and separate him from his classmates during instruction time. I think that's going to escalate things. I want to know how you're planning on supporting his social learning. And she didn't really have an answer for me right away on that. So I asked to talk to the principal about it and she called me. And I asked the same question, you know, how are you going to support this child who is currently hurting my son? And again, I got a lot of ways that they were planning on punishing him. And again, I reiterated that I didn't want him punished. I wanted him supported in his social learning. And the principal was like, you know, in all my years of working in education, I think you're the first parent to ask me that. Most parents want blood. Most parents want blood. We're talking about kindergartners here. If parents are out for blood when it involves a five-year-old, I can only imagine how that mindset translates to an adult. 
the result of this situation was that you know they brought in a student counselor who was trained in supporting children in building their social communication skills and within like a month the incidents weren't happening anymore i can almost guarantee you that had they gone the punishment route my child would have ended up severely hurt because being isolated because isolating <laughs> that child wasn't going to change the fact that he didn't know how to socialize developmentally appropriately. It doesn't matter if he should have known or if his parents should have taught him or whatever. He didn't know how to meet the expectation. That was the reality. But had I not said, hmm, I really need to know that you're solving the actual problem here, not just punishing him for not knowing what to do, chances are that he never would have received that support. Even if his own parents had been actively advocating for it on his behalf. So you see how this starts with us? You see how this concept of punishment and rewards trickles down to our everyday lives? I hope this makes sense. <laughs> I can see the parallels between how we raise our kids and how adults seem to expect people to be treated in the real world, quote unquote, so clearly. And it's incredibly frustrating to me. And I often have parents, either one-to-one -one clients or in parents' ability, who struggle with this. But, you know, they'll ask me, but what happens when they go out into the real world and realize that nobody's going to help them regulate? That's backwards thinking. Okay? Change starts from the bottom up, not the top down. It always has. So let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear if this makes sense. If I just rambled and it makes no sense. <laughs> How do you feel about this? I know that I'm scratching the surface of a very complex issue here, but I think that it's something that's important to consider. The ideas that we raise our kids with and how we interact with them and how we teach them to problem solve, they have an effect on how they're going to view the world and on how we view the world. Okay, so thanks for joining me today. I'll see you next week for another Uncommon Sense Parenting class. Bye. You've been listening to The Mudroom on Common Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us live every Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us in the Parenting Posse Facebook group. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.